Welcome to the Restoration Church podcast, Behind the Sermon, where we get to sit in on a conversation between our pastors and hear about what they're learning, what they're teaching, and what God is doing throughout our church. Enjoy the podcast. Happy New Year, Restoration Church, and Happy New Year to you, Pastor Stephen and Pastor Jeremy. Hey, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, guys. The year 2024. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. what an amazing 2023. Uh, I, don't, I don't even know where to begin. Just so much to celebrate, so much to talk about, so much I'm excited about. Yeah. I wish I could uh, like recall things and archive things as well as you do. Your Facebook post about the year. I was like, I forgot about all those things. It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> you just do a good job. One of yeah. the, well, First off, pictures helped me. So when I was going through my, you know, and selecting pictures for the year, that brings stuff to mind. And then, you know, I have to write the letter for the annual report and do updates on Kingdom Builders. So some things I and some things I've written down in multiple places, so they do stay in my mind. Yeah, that's fair. That's good. Yeah, yeah. How's how's you guys as week or days going i um i stayed up later new year's day than i did new year's eve i couldn't i i did not apparently my wife and i don't celebrate new year's eve like everyone else does we went to bed at 9 30 we hung out with <laughs> pastor Nate a little bit and then when we went home it was just like i don't know you want to go to bed sure well it's also a sunday yeah so it was already tiring so yeah we had services at church and then so many of uh much of the uh staff came to my house staff and core four came to my house and we partied all night and played games and people meandered out as they you know as they were getting ready to drive home and had to put kids to bed and did anyone their grandma's did anybody stay to the end yeah anyone make it to midnight um no, only only our friends who are who have been staying here all week. <laughs> who had no choice. <laughs> but we stayed up. Uh, Ryan Ness, if for those of you who know them, the Nesses have been at our house all week. They moved to Michigan last um, summer because yeah. they're he's in the Coast Guard. But they they drove back, so we actually met them in Pennsylvania um, last week. Oh, and nice. went to her. So we left our house at three a.m. I don't remember what day, Wednesday, 3 a.m. on Wednesday and got home at 3 p.m. on Thursday. Nice. So it was just a quick little jaunt to Pennsylvania. <laughs> oh, wow. But anyway, we he and I stayed up last night or on New Year's Day longer than New Year's Eve because he's a Washington State University college football fan and they were playing in the playoffs. Nice. So we stayed up late and watched that game. Watch that. That's nice. <laughs> Which I think it ended at like 2 a.m. Nope. No, thank you. I didn't sleep through most of the fourth quarter. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, you did. You did send out, you know, to to the team this week. You sent out a a highlight. I thought it would be fun if we could talk about that on the podcast. Like, can we highlight last year a little bit? Like your top memories, Pastor Nate, your your top like what you're excited about that we saw, what you're excited about 2024. Like 
What are some of the big highlights for you from last year? Oh, oh man. Just a small I, I'd question. Say most of my highlights are, most of my highlights are, like a lot of them are people-based. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, because I'm in vocational ministry as a pastor and because vocational ministry is like a lot of other industries where there's a work shortage, when people are feeling... Sorry, I got a problem. My headphones are connected to my phone as well. And I got a phone call coming in. Oh. <laughs> um, when, uh, am I still here? Or did yep. my phone just connect? Nope, we got you here. Right, perfect. We heard the phone call when, coming in. <laughs> yeah, people, when people, when, when God calls someone into some sort of vocational ministry, that always stands out to me. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, Leland from Plymouth that happened, I think at Cuba, the Cuba mission trip. Yeah. And so he starts at North Point Bible College next week. So exciting. Um, Emiliano was on the Cuban mission trip. He's now pursuing becoming a, uh, a mission team lead for the Assemblies of God. So he'd become a missionary associate. That's and so nice. he's going through that process. Uh, my son, Abram, felt a call to ministry at summer camp. I think it was summer camp. Um, Owen Larson yep. felt a call to vocational ministry at uh, Revive. So I think those are all really exciting things for me. And, and you know, vocational ministry, marketplace ministry, it's all, we're all in ministry. You got to make sure you're in ministry, whether you're a business owner or working a job or yeah, that's good. you're working at a church, but you got to do what God tells you to do. And I think yeah. there's a lot of people called to vocational ministry who don't do it because mm. they, you know, for multiple reasons, but I'm glad when people received a call and are excited about it and yeah. take steps toward it. Yeah. Mm. So, so th those are some highlights. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I think about a teenager who gave her life to Jesus at Fuse, and she's mm. still coming to youth. That was in September. She's still mm. coming to youth group. Yeah, now here, multiple months later. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's just, just the freedom, the freedom circles, and then the freedom retreat, which happened. That was in May and just Man, that feels like forever. The testimonies <laughs> and testimonies and testimonies and testimonies that came out of that retreat. Yeah. And we'd never we'd never right, we'd never done it before. We didn't know how it was gonna go. And it was right. way better, way more impactful than yeah. even our, our greatest hopes. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So those are a few things I didn't even write about. <laughs> nice annual report always keeping it new well yeah so that's my brain's in it because we're getting ready for that annual report it is yeah. fun this year because i do feel like um it's not like we're, we're not like scraping for stories right we're trying to uh, honestly what we're trying to do is how many stories can we fit without raising the cost of these booklets <laughs> like astronomically because we keep adding pages 
Um, mm-hmm. It is it is fun to work through like what stories we're going to tell and how we can connect it. And there's just a ton of change, you know, and growth happening within a lot of people at the church. And so, yeah. yeah. I got, since we've been sitting here, um, we got a, uh, I approved a post on We Are Restoration from Kathy. And I won't read the whole thing, but July 29th, 2023 is a day that profoundly changed my life. I've been praying for for more than 10 years that I would find the church family helped me grow in the word. I visited several churches, but didn't feel a connection to continue any of one. And on the July 29th, she came to Restoration Church for the first time. And um, try to shorten it, but since that first day, I've attended Next Steps, joined the Sunday Prayer Circle, a Wednesday night circle group, engaged in several fellowship opportunities, frequented Right Now Media on my own and with my friend Elaine, listened to Behind the Sermon podcast, established my prayer closet. This immersion led me to the gift of understanding from the Holy Spirit. And Restoration Church continues to offer me so much. Wow. I'm incredibly thankful that that divine intervention nodded me to go out and find my church family. That's cool. Wow. Thank you, church, for welcoming me into your fold and helping me to grow. That's, wow. a, that's a fresh one that happened that's, since we uh, signed on to this podcast. Since we started recording. That's cool. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. We got Bethlehem launched this year. Bethlehem yes, launched. Sir. Man, wasn't that touch and go there for a little bit. I mean, I wouldn't say touch and go, but we, right? Sometimes yeah. when we launch a location, we launch with people. This time, we, uh, yeah, it was um, when we knew we were going to go, it was an uncharted area. Yeah. We didn't have a single person from the area that attended our church or that we had connection with. And yeah. wow. We did it. Yeah. God and did it. <laughs> yeah, we had four new connection cards this past week. I was like blown away. Like I was like, wow. Like, and everyone I connected with, they want to come back and be part of part of the church. Yeah, so great. So yeah, that's good. It's been a fun year. Well, Pastor, sorry, you had something. Yeah, I was going to ask you, Pastor Jeremy, what is that one highlight that you can share? Oh, man. I think think one of the biggest highlights, you know, happening just here at the end of the year, but seeing, I'm excited to see now Pastor Rob step into his new ministry calling. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've, you know, we've announced that at the Dover location and, and at the Milton location, him stepping into the Milton location pastor, just for the context of why it's a big deal for me. Uh, Rob was the one who invited me to restoration church. Wow. Um, so I started coming because of pastor Rob. Um, he has, he's just been over the top, amazing showing like, uh, how to be, you know, uh, uh, a humble, um, honest guy who's just working through ministry. I think through like how many people could invite someone to church, they get saved and then become your pastor and you still respect them. (laughs) 
and he has. There's yeah. been there's been conversations. There's been tough part tough conversations where he's like, you know what, you're my pastor. Okay, we'll move forward. And and once he he did that, I was like, man, this this guy's got a got a pastor. He has that respect and that that honesty that you just never see. And so to see him step into that now, um, mm-hmm. and work through to the Milton location, like that is a huge highlight to see now my best friend pastoring along with us. Like that's really cool. That's awesome. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah. So there's, there's probably a ton more, um, you know, worship wise, we, you know, we got a good team that loves, loves songwriting, loves getting together for it. Um, I think this next year will be a good year of songwriting and releasing. Um, Mm. we got a good worship leader core that love, love God, that love leading worship, uh, that don't need to lead, but just love being there. Like, man, it's just so good. There's so many good things. Really, I could. We could do the whole podcast on this. I, I, I just <laughs> can't <go>. stop <laughs> celebrating everything that God did this year. Yeah, and I'm so proud of our leadership team. I'm so proud of you know, and that's paid staff, volunteer staff, deacons. Just so proud of everybody. So proud of. Um, of the people in our church who are yeah. inviting, who are repenting, who are giving, who are getting into you, you know new responsibilities, who are just acting godly. Yeah, mm. right. Sometimes that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just wow. oh man, there's just so many. Good things. And one of the, you know, and, and yeah. And, and one thing that we, I haven't even talked about really, but that might've been our last, I mean, that was our last Christmas Eve at that Dover building and what the, how many great miracles happened in that building over the last Mm. 11 years. Um, Yeah. The largest, the two largest services we ever had in our church's history were this year, Easter and then Christmas Eve yeah. being the largest ever. 85 water baptisms the most ever. Our average weekly attendance started the year, oh, what was the, 389? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Right Three eighty one. 381 and we ended the year at 513, 513 average weekly attendance. Yeah. Wow. So it's the first time our churches had a weekly attendance of 500 people a week. Yeah. Which is which is crazy. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's been Yeah, so, I don't know. It It's been so fun. We you know, we've gotten messages from people uh just this year being a huge breakthrough year for a lot of people um, at our church too. A lot of people being like, hey, you know, I've never stepped out of my comfort zone like this. I've never heard from God like this. That, that's a lot of a lot of people that are that are close to Haley and I that we've been hearing. Um, yeah. 2023, yeah. man. What a Great. year. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> so there's- I, w- I got to go back and... It, something I like to do at the end of the year yeah. 
is go back and listen to like the Vision Sunday sermon from the previous year. Oh, yeah. So it's something I got to go back and, and do because sometimes I go back and I'm like, oh, man, that was prophetic. And I didn't even realize it yeah. um, at the time. Or you just be like, oh, my word, that was. So anyway, it's something I do. I don't remember when it was, but um, when I realized it. But January of 2012, we preached a sermon called Foundations, and I've referenced it many times before, but it was probably like six years after that fact that all of a sudden I realized that entire sermon series is coming to pass. Mm-hmm. And we'd start something new, and then I realized, oh, wait a minute. We preached that this we would become this in 2012. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's so cool. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. To give that time of reflection. It's why I wish I journaled, right? <laughs> it's why I wish I consistently journaled. I would love to be able to go back and, and go through in my own life, but that's fine. I'll listen to Vision Sunday and be excited for the church. <laughs> At least we have that archive. Oh, boy. <laughs> Yeah, anything else? I don't want to I don't want to fast forward through it if we want to if we want to hang out on that, but we could we get into the message too. Wait, yeah, let's talk about the message and we'll just keep jumping back into yeah, it as yeah. we keep going if we need to. So, Pastor Stephen, you came came down and and uh preached this Sunday. What brought you yeah, to Yeah, thanks for oh, Thanks yeah. for finishing the year. Yeah. With that, how many Let go like Jesus. How many weeks? did we preach like Jesus? Like roughly how many, how many weeks of the year were dedicated to the like Jesus series? Uh, I'll look it up. Honestly, it's not as many as you think. Really? Really? What what a bummer. I really thought we'd write a book at the end of this. (laughs) We still probably could. (laughs) I think maybe Uh, at least 30 plus. One, two, three, four, five weeks in the beginning of the year. Okay. Then... Six, seven, eight, nine. Uh, so we're at nine weeks by April. Then we jump back into it in July. So that's 10, 11, 12, 13 weeks into August. Then in November, we start back in. So 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. 22 weeks. Well, I guess that's more than I thought. Yeah. 22 weeks we talked about being like yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Wow. Favorite ones? <laughs> or any of them you remember? Probably Do you mine. remember any of them? <laughs> um, I, it's bad. That, like, can I look at the, can I look at the list? <laughs> I well, think... I thought maybe you'd say let go like Jesus since it just happened a couple <laughs> right. days ago. Nope. No, I don't actually. <laughs> I don't remember oh, that yeah. one. <laughs> uh, I liked Forgive like Jesus. I think Pastor yep. Media Priest on that. Uh, I like prayer like Jesus. I know Victoria's was um, value the next generation like Jesus. I remember yeah. that one because I was I at another location. Oh, you were in Milton. Thinking like this is 
way better than I would have done. <laughs> I remember that. You know, something the way she handled that topic. Yeah. She did such a great such a great job. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. I think I think your fight like Jesus I liked oh, yeah. a lot. I think that one that one was eye opening for rereading that scripture. I liked that one a lot. Um it's bad because I'm like <laughs> I got December fresh in my head. That's like the only one. <laughs> Dang it. Fresh. So bad. Um, but yeah. Yeah, they were all good. But yeah, let go like Jesus. That was that was the one I remember best. Or it was three days ago. Um, yeah. What what brought you there, Pastor Stephen? The let go. Uh, I think the most thing was uh, even for me to preach about that. Uh, initially, was baptized like Jesus, uh, but then I felt in my spirit to just preach on let go, and I asked Pastor Nate, "Can I can I do it?" And mm. he was gracious enough to say yes and. Uh, uh, a lot of times like we carry the baggage of this year to the next year thinking, Yo, you know, it's a fresh start, but we still drag it. So I just wanted to remind the church and remind myself. It was mostly to myself. Hey, God wants to do a fresh start. Mm. So let's, let's start that freshness. Yeah. So yeah, I thought it will be, it will be a right fit to end the year and start to be that motivation for the next year and the next uh, sermon series is expectation. So I was like, oh, you know, you know, it's, it, it lined up. Yeah. I, I uh, appreciated your latter illustration. Um, that was a great way to communicate letting go of the past in mm -hmm. order to step into what God has for you and a great way to show that it's going to hold you back. You're just not going to be able to step into what God has without letting go of some of those things. It's funny. Yeah. Other. It's funny. Everyone, uh, like a lot of people after church said, Hey, next time we're going to tie you on, 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 on a chair. <laughs> Because the other time when I came, I almost uh, pushed my pregnant off the stage. And this time it was the latter. Testing the limits. Testing the limits. <laughs> you know, it was good. Didn't you just hear, do not put the Lord your God to the test? <laughs> I'm jumping off the ladder. Oh, boy. <laughs> but thank you. Thank you for that comment. Yeah. Yeah, I think... I think what stood out for me, I like that you, I liked your different separating, forget the former things and do not dwell. Mm. Um, and that there, there is a little bit of a, the, the breakdown between the two, like for, forget, move on, you know, and then don't, don't set up camp. Don't set up residence in your past or in your past mistakes. Don't, don't stay there. Um, mm. That, that one hit me, hit me well. I, I have, I have the tendency, I have the mindset 
of like reliving my embarrassments. I don't know if you guys ever do that. You just sit there. Like it could be as stupid as you said that one thing. You know, I once I once said a stupid comment. I was trying to be funny and it wasn't funny at a family get together. I still think about it. <laughs> like I've done that. I've done that before. <laughs> yeah, like he said something that was supposed to be funny and then you said it. No one laughed. And I'm like, that's all they think about when they think about oh. me. Oh, but boy. that's so, <laughs> so that's, you know. <laughs> You know what I thought of? I, I've got two things that were rolling around in my mind um, that are kind of on that subject. But we were we went ice skating this last week and someone was yelling my name, Nick Agnew, Nick Agnew. I had to turn around and I knew who it was. And I But I was going through, I wanted to make sure I didn't say the wrong name. And they said, um, uh, it's me, Molly. I'm like, oh yeah, I know. And then I felt bad that I didn't say their name in, in, in fast enough. And so then they thought maybe I forgot who they were. Oh. <laughs> it was a teenager. She was a teenager who used to go to summer camp. And um, she, now she's married and they live in Washington State. But she went to Tower Hill in um, mm. in Auburn, New Hampshire. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I, I, I knew your name. But now I felt bad that I didn't say it fast enough. Yeah. And then that led me on a, um, a journey. I remember... I. I don't know why I remember this, but on one Sunday, there were two families that came to church for the very first time. One of the husband, one of the dads, one of the husbands, his name was Jordan. The other one, his name was River. And I remember, I memorized both of their names. Well, I remember saying, uh, uh, you know, a couple of months later, like, hey, Jordan, how are you doing today? And he said, my name's River. And I went, Dang it! Dang it! I memorized both of their names, but backwards. but mixed, but, but but backwards, and but thankfully River still comes. Yeah, but I I always feel like that I, one always sticks in my mind. I thought you were gonna say I've been calling the other guy River for four months. And he's never <laughs> no, it would be like five years. They've been coming for oh. a long time. It would have been like five years. Oh man, he's never told me. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's so that stuff, that stuff, right? And if I do that with with something as small as a joke that wasn't actually funny, you can imagine that's something that I I fall into a lot of just sitting down like, you idiot, right? I'm setting up camp. Why, you know, why would you do those things? And so working through that scripture, that stood out to me a lot this week. So I I appreciate and I thank you for setting that up thank you sir what do you do if you are stuck i think some people are you, you, they're not even stuck in 2023 <laughs> yeah they're stuck in 1984 yeah you, you know you just think about um it could be someone who's experienced like a trauma or difficulty and they may be 40 but really in their mind and their actions they're still 17 they're they're at those places it yeah. could be you know just something bad that happened to you and you know in in 2010 and you just are stuck in unforgiveness yeah um you're not able to move past it it's still haunting or it's still bringing anxiety it's still bringing stress it's still bringing mm-hmm. bitterness how do you um you know are there been anything that that you guys have walked through that's been helpful mm-hmm. for you to actually 
let go of something in your past and to be able to move forward? Yeah, I think, uh, I, I don't know if, I don't remember if I shared this, but one of the things like growing up, uh, I was I was told I will never succeed, right? I, I was like, I, I went to high school three times and the fourth time I, I got my marks right, grades right and, you know, all that stuff. I got kicked out eight different schools, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, for a good amount of time, I thought, oh, I, I'm, I'm this way. And, uh, and then parents, another side, never had a good relationship with my dad. Uh, but I think one of the things uh, when I became a real follower of Christ is just, I got fed up in a way I was holding on to these things. Like, my mind was not working right or my heart was just like not there. I couldn't, I literally physically couldn't move forward. Like I was that tormented. Like even though I wanted to like lead worship or do stuff, I physically couldn't. I was just like stuck. And, uh, you know, in those moments, it was just, you know, you know, physically telling God, asking God to just, Lord, I'm, I'm sick of being like this. You know, even though like I was mad and emotions going through uh, me, I was, I literally was mad yelling at God. God, like, like, this is not fair. I, I don't want to stay here. I just feel stuck. I just want you to do things, uh, help me to move forward. And I think, I think it's being that, in that honest place with God, you know, like a lot of people don't be in that place of honesty with God. Like we sometimes feel or what, what he might think, like, you know, like we need to bring the best to the Lord. Yeah. But you know, he's God, he knows us. And I think that's something that helped me work through it, uh, through all my traumas and all this stuff, like being honest with God, Lord, I'm going through this and yeah, I'm mad. I'm yelling at you, but you know, that's how I'm, I want to process with you, you know? Yeah. I think, I think for me, um, working through like, you can't, you can't get out of something that you're not going to acknowledge. Um, and right. being, being stuck, you know, for me, you know, I've, I had battled a long time with, uh, with a lust issue. I, I battled a long time with, you know, a pornography issue and working through like being stuck in that was me trying to do it on my own strength, me trying to do, mm-hmm. you know, me trying to heal myself or, or just, just pray it away. Like, like gone, just, just get out of here and, you know, whatever it may be. And, and honestly, it wasn't until it was, take action time, right? It's take mm-hmm. I, I, I keep trying to tell people like, I think one of the most powerful scriptures, if you live it out is confess your sins to each other so that you can be healed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if I, if you're ignoring the problem and not bringing it to the church body, like, like the people who, who you can trust that are in the faith, you can't confess those things that you are stuck in. I just don't think healing can come out because you're not acknowledging it 
really. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's probably a bigger one um, for like actions or lifestyle or being stuck in, in, in sin. Um, I think that that's the biggest for me is like, if you don't acknowledge it, right. Or, or say it is trauma. Um, if you just, it's the same kind of thing. If you're holding it in, well, then that the person that maybe caused that trauma when they're around all the time and it's never been talked about, you're just the only one sitting there, you know, suffering through it as it's mm-hmm. going on versus like, no, I need to tell this person what they did. I need, or maybe you have, or I need to tell, you know, my family that I don't want them around anymore or whatever it may be. But, but just yeah. sitting there and, and stewing on it, I think is not, is not a way to get free. And I think that's honestly where like we think out of sight, out of mind works. And I really just don't believe that that's how God wants us to, to live. Mm. Yeah. I like that. I like what you said, Pastor Jeremy. And I, I agree to that. Also, I think uh, taking time to reflect. Yeah. Right. Uh, like, oh, why is this causing me? Like, why, why am I angry all the time? Why is the why is this triggering? Why is this person triggering me? Mm, yeah. Or like you know those stuff. Sit down, reflect. All right, because you just don't get get your emotions you know out of control. Like there is something deep down that is causing these things. Because so like when we don't take care of that in the initial stage, you know, like it's like cancer. Mm. If you don't take care of in the stage one, it's going to spread to stage two, eventually stage three and four, right? So if you don't take care of that root cause in the initial stages, it's just going to birth something, uh, birth a cancer in our lives that we don't even see it, but it's it's spreading. So I feel like we got to reflect and see where that those are coming from and pray through it. Yeah, that's so good. yeah sorry i i've got a bunch of things running through my mind i think one of the one of the things that i always recommend is for people if they're it's for people not to diminish or be embarrassed about counseling yeah i think counseling is a great thing to help you finally cross over a hurdle that you may not even have recognized that it's been stuck mm. in your life um, or that it's affecting you now. Yeah. When I had gone to counseling, uh, one, one, of the, one season of counseling that I went through, the counselor used something called integrated family systems. And that counseling, it sounds goofy, but as I describe it, um, that counseling is helping you recognize something that happened and being able to connect with that former you Mm -hmm. and, you know, allowing current you to help heal former you. So I, I I can't think of an exact example for my life, but, but, but close enough. But I remember being in the counselor's office and recognizing that like 12 year old me had been hurt and injured. And then now 42 year old me, 
I can say to that part of my nervous system, hey, no one was there to protect you when you were 12, but I'm here, I'm 42, I'm, a, I'm here to protect you now. Mm. And so it allows me to take a, my nervous system to take a deep breath yeah. Yeah. and to step into the peace of God to say, okay, 42-year-old Nate is not going to be bullied like 12-year-old Nate was. Yeah. And 42-year-old mm. Nate is going to stand up and protect 12-year-old Nate. And it allows... If it it literally allows your nervous system to heal yeah. and to turn off. Wow. And, I, and I've been a Christian my whole life, right? Reading the Bible, going to altar calls. Mm -hmm. But there are some things that God uses counsel and counselors mm -hmm. to help you walk through. And we try to be super spiritual and say, I don't need a counselor. I just need whatever, fill in the mm -hmm. blank. Yeah. And... Um, I think that's something too. I think learning is something that we overlook as a way to move past the, to, to get over the past yeah. or to move past the past because yeah. when you learn, you're transformed. And mm -hmm. I think about uh, Ben Carson who grew up, you know, world renowned neuro, neurosurgeon. He grew up in, I think it was Detroit and his mom was a single mom made him and his brother read books. And so mm -hmm. now he gets out of this, um, violent, dangerous, low income, um, neighborhood because he ends up getting scholarship to college mm -hmm. becomes a neurosurgeon. And he's most famous for doing brain surgery on a child in the womb. What? Wow. Yeah. Holy moly. Ease. <laughs> and why, you know, what allowed him to get mm. free from his past? It was learning. Yeah. Mm. And we, I think we, we mistake that. Mm. You, you know, you can get past your, forget the former things. I can be a different person tomorrow than I was yesterday because I learned something new. Yeah. Something about self-awareness, something about parenting. Actually, I listened to a podcast this week that um, helped me help mm. me parent my my teenager differently yesterday. Yeah. Um. And so, always learning. Yeah. And the former things are always getting further and further away through that. I think that's an underutilized. Um, you know, we've given away, we've given how many book recommendations right? Yeah. over and, and we don't expect people to buy every book, but if you've never bought in any book or read any single book that we've recommended, you're miss, I think you're missing out on learning and, yeah. and becoming something different. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. It's so good. Yeah. I think, um, I think the the learning part's hard too because I think we want quick and fast change. Mm. And sometimes learning yeah. comes from that, but a lot of times like it takes things like the new year's the new year's reflection to go holy junk. I, things are a lot different right now, right? And you look back and cuz it was so gradual. 
mm -hmm. because you learned and applied and God taught you and you applied and you worked through. And then you look back and you're like, wow, you know, for me, I'll see pictures and be like, wow, I remember what my mental state was like in this picture. Yeah. What a difference right now. What a freedom God's brought to my anxiety. Um, whatever it yeah. may be. Like, you know, those little things where it just takes that minute to reflect and be like, wow, I did learn that. You know, there's, we talk about it all the time, there's that quote that's like, uh, I think James Clear said it, but we always uh, overestimate, underestimate what we can do in a day and overestimate what we can do in a year. So when we mm -hmm. set our, you know, no, I'm doing it the opposite. I can't remember. You know, we set a yearly goal. It's way too big. It makes no sense to do it. But then if we think about those small things each day, and then you look at those small things compounded on each other, you know, things mm -hmm. like counseling and learning. That's just kind of where my brain's going when you were talking, Pastor Nate. Yeah. Matters. It's good. Yeah. I, I don't know when we started. Are we out of time? I no. just don't want to. We got a little bit more time. Jump. 10 more minutes or so. All right. Did you have something or not? I I need to get ready for the book review. And so <laughs> we've been like, we've been ending all of a sudden like, hey, we're out of time. going to go. And I'm like, I never thought about the book review. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> I, just, I was funny. really I'm anticipating. Like <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at my clock. I was really th thought you were about to say, yes, we are. Any last words? <laughs> And so then you're like, we get 10 more minutes. I'm like, I don't, I don't. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. Well, let's, let's, let's hop into it. Sometimes we like to take some extra time. Um, or do you need, do you want the research time? You want Steven? No, no, I got the book. Okay. I got right. the book. Let's talk and, about and maybe we can, we can do a couple of books, but okay. Um, when Cody and Debler, Deborah Winkler were on the podcast earlier this year. Yep. Uh, he spoke in September. He spoke at the leaders retreat and I spoke in September. He recommended a book on that podcast that I had never heard before. And I knew Jack Hayford. Jack Hayford is a famous um, uh, uh, pastor, songwriter. And he recommended the book, Rebuilding the Real You. So I ended up downloading the audio book and listened to the audio book. And I definitely want to use that as my first book recommendation for the year. Um, Rebuilding the Real You by Jack Hayford. It was really good. It was really good. And um, even as I pulled it up on Amazon, because I want to make sure I got the title right, it's got a 4.8 star review on Amazon. Yeah. And wow. yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely a book that I'll, re that I'll recommend to everybody to... Buy it and I would just buy it now so you don't forget. Just go on Amazon right now and buy it. And you yeah. don't have to read it right now, but just have it on your bookshelf. Have it there. Uh, so when the time comes, you've got it handy to read. And I and I do that a lot that I I buy books. I, I'm given the books. I'm given books and I don't feel any pressure to read them right now because I this kind of always a season. And sometimes I start reading the book and it's just like I'm bored of it, but I pick it up two years later and it's right on it's just what i yeah. need in that moment hmm. so get a copy of that and keep yeah, it with you that. they have a study guide as well do they 
Yeah, in his on his website. Ooh. Yeah, it's I got just five downloaded stars it. on Apple Books too. Great book. Wow. Good job. Good recommendation. And he just Stand he strong. passed away. Um 359 days ago. I think he passed away in 2023. Oh, wow. On January 8th. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So the 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 um subtitle kind of brings in a little bit more the def- the definitive guide to the Holy Spirit's work in your life. So that's a little bit of the topic for people listening. That's very interesting. That's good. I bought it. Got it. Thank you, Pastor cool. Nate. Um, I I bought another book yesterday. Did I just tell you what book I bought? Um, oh, let me go to it. I bought this one off Amazon. Physical copy. I thought this is one I'm going to have to highlight and take notes on. So, The Intentional Father, A Practical Guide to Raise, to raise Sons of Courage and Character. So I heard about this book before, but I've never bought it or read it. Or actually, I'm, I'm going to buy it and find out, oh, shoot, I have read this book before. But I don't <laughs> think I have. Um, <laughs> so it says this for dads, grandfathers, and expectant fathers. So mm. By John I, Tyson? I'm very proud of my... What? By John Tyson? Yes. Yes. Got it. And David Kinnaman. David, oh, David, I guess David Kinnaman is a four. So David Kinnaman, I've heard before. John Tyson, I'm not familiar with, but it was um, uh, one of my one of my Facebook friends as a pastor um, she made a post about reading that book, and so mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, I've got sons, I should be reading this, and I think Mark Batterson's book, oh, I forget what it's called, but he's got a parenting book that I think he quotes from this book. Oh, I think. Wow. So I know it's been one that I wanted to read before. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, that's just, I'm proud of my kids. My kids have done ex- amazing things, but our, our father son dynamic is very typical. You know, we have headbutts, we have arguments. <laughs> I'm trying to yeah. raise them and discipline them. Uh, I, you know, I got in the, uh, you know, I had a son being disrespectful to me yesterday and we were playing games. I made some jokes that hurt their feelings and, you know, and I just had to teach them, Hey, that losing's not fun. So don't be a loser. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I actually kidding, have my own kidding. book on but, parenting coming out. But I had the conversation. <laughs> I had to have the... So first off, I had to ask for forgiveness. Hey, I'm sorry. I was I was joking. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. I, I was yeah. just joking. But but I, I was wrong. Will you forgive me? And and they were grateful to do that. And then mm. having, you know, hey, can I give you a hug? Will you give me a hug is actually what I said. And... um so you gave him a hug, a long hug, where I said, listen, I I love you. I'm proud of you. I 
uh, I'm your dad and it's my responsibility to raise you, to train you, to cultivate you, to guide you. And I don't believe the narrative that the enemy is trying to put in your head that, that I don't love you, mm. that mm. I'm not proud of you. He's trying to destroy it. Don't believe that because this is the truth. This is what I think of you. Yeah. And then that was it. 30 seconds later, he's on his way and I'm on my way. That's awesome. I don't know why I went into that to say uh, I'm reading this book because I still need to grow. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's awesome. We all. All right. We took our. We did it. Perfect. We did it. <laughs> First episode of the new year. <laughs> did it. Yeah. Awesome. Moving into season three. See. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. Oh, crazy. It's awesome. Yeah. Starting off. Hey, and. No, go. Fair enough. I, well, I just got to give you an update. Tell me. I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm, I'm, I don't want to talk anymore. I don't want to talk anymore. Why don't you guys, I'm going to, I'm going to search on Amazon about a book about not interrupting people on podcasts. <laughs> and then I'm going to buy that one. Um, oh, I, boy. I never told you guys because it just happened yesterday. But Eric Hoffman, the National Speed the Right Speed the Light director, is preaching at church January fourteenth. Oh, so I'm cool. preaching Sunday, and then Eric Hoffman's gonna be here on the fourteenth. And so I never told you guys and didn't want to forget. So we'll just tell everybody hey. at the same time. <laughs> there you go. And as we often say on this podcast, welcome to staff meeting. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Our best communication happens in front of everyone. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, Sounds boy. great. I love Eric. He's awesome. Yeah. He, yeah. He, All and, right. And he well, owes with how much money your your sons are raising. He he owes the church this. He really does. So. <laughs> he owes it. No, he doesn't owe us nothing. No, I'm just kidding. I, I'm so. He, you know, he he's but he's supported with so them so much Ooh, over the last few years, quite like every live stream, I'm cutting you're out. Cut out. Yeah, yeah. He's been so supportive. You said he's been so supportive of them. Every live stream, every mission trip they go on. Yeah. Um. Mm. You know, he was one of the first people to buy one of their sweatshirts. I, you know, I'm just creative of awesome. him of his work in their life. Yeah. So anyway, he'll be he'll be here in two weeks. Awesome. Sweet. That's good. Well, happy new year again to you guys and yeah. to everybody who's listening. Thank Love you for you. listening. Appreciate you. Talk to you guys later. Yes. Bye. Bye.